Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 155. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with business owners all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success and identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset that they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you may need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking for achieving your goals. Now, on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we are nearly at the beginning of December, and really what I can't wait for is the lockdown to be over and then see what the plans are after that. It is certainly going to be a different sort of December for many of us around the world, but I strive to bring you valuable content that's going to help you look at your business and your life and see what improvements you can make. And this week is no exception. We have got a great guest this week, Chris Reed. Now, Chris, Reed is an SEO expert and SEO to me just seems like one of those enigmas it's like it's like the holy grail once you understand how it works what you need to do then things on your website certainly uh, start being a little bit easier and traffic starts flowing a little bit um, easier as well so we're going to talk to Chris about SEO about you know, hints, tips, strategies, what um, his experiences are and his life's journey as well. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Ah, oh, Jeff, man, it's awesome to yeah, be here and sweat my ass off in Saigon and Vietnam. I know. I've never, we've, we've never had anyone from Vietnam, so you are the first. Well, it's, it's, it's great, to, great, great to be able to break that record and set the... Speak up for Southeast Asia. So before we dive into the um, the cool, juicy content, can you give us a little bit of a background of what's brought you to this point today? Yeah, sure. Well, you might have guessed from my accent that it's not too Vietnamese sounding. Uh, I'm actually originally from Australia and the land down under. And, uh, you know, I, I studied software engineering at university, and that's a pretty cool gig. Uh, the two places you can make money as a software engineer are Silicon Valley or working in finance. I took the finance route, and so I moved to London and, you know, had a job for a bunch of big banks, worked for Visa Europe, uh, you know, they pay a whole bunch of money so you can forget that you're selling your soul to the devil and making billionaires richer. Uh, so it worked pretty well up until 2008 came around and the global financial crisis destroyed the finance world and took my job away and pretty much everyone else I knew, which kind of sucked. But uh, thankfully, I had you know, a few dollars saved up, or pounds, actually. And I went and traveled the world for the next couple of years and went, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And being a computer geek, I built an online game. And I didn't do it because I wanted to be a businessman. I knew nothing about business. I was just a computer geek. And I built this game to learn some new type of programming. And as the game was coming to fruition, I was like, well, how the hell do you get people to a website to play the damn thing? 
And so that's when I started learning about SEO. I discovered the secret behind Google, which is backlinks. I built a bunch of backlinks to my website. It ranked like crazy. I went, oh my God, this is awesome. I'm sitting on a gold mine. I ditched the game, built, built a website to take orders for backlinks and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what made you move from sort of from the UK over to Vietnam? Well, the UK is very rainy and the weather is terrible. Just a tad, just a tad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my actual last job was in Belgium, which is even worse, man. It's like, wow, geez, you think the UK is terrible? Get over there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, during, during my adventures of traveling the world, I you know, discovered Southeast Asia and went, man, it's, it's the dream. You know, like Vietnam's such a beautiful country, really beautiful people, and it's interesting. And Saigon's a massive city, you know, it's got like half the population of Australia. It's massive. Uh, so, yeah, you can do whatever you want. In the, yes, it, it's really nice to live here. Really. You know, it's very comfortable. Cool. Okay, so SEO. Um, funny enough, um, this is it's it's like a topic that often comes up when people are look, like my clients are looking at their websites, and many feel it there's like this mythical force of SEO because you know you can get people to build a site but they don't do SEO or they'll do SEO and 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 it's just a sometimes comes across as this, this strange language. What is what for you exactly does SEO? do yeah well most people know that they need a website these days but they're not really sure still what that website's for it's to generate your consistent business you know it's to generate your growth you know i think web designers are terrible because they don't understand the purpose of a website they, they try and build pretty websites and that's fantastic but pretty websites don't sell things words sell things and those words need to get in front of your target audience or it's all for nothing you know like quite quite recently one of our newer customers it's a few months off few months ago now he came to us previously spending twenty thousand dollars on a new website and it generated in zero customers 20k in the hole nothing to show for it and that's total bs that's the sort of stuff that we hear all the time from web design agencies because they don't understand what the hell they're doing so don't go to these crooks because they'll just take your money and build your website it looks pretty and your mum will see it and she'll think it's great you know, a, a website is like a business card. A business card doesn't work if you're not, you know, handing it out. It's sitting in your desk drawer, it's going to do nothing. Same with a website. If it's not getting in front of your potential customers, then it's a complete waste of time. And so the fundamentals of how you rank a website are kind of a bit complex. But, uh, well, the first step is doing keyword research. You need to understand what your target market is searching for. Now, there's a bunch of different tools that you can use to, to do that. One is called Ahrefs, uh, which is a, it's, it's a HTML term, which is the, the programming language or the, the markup language that most websites are designed in. It, Ahrefs means anchor text, uh, uh, some, some HTML code, yeah. But if you, if you go to ahrefs.com, it's a pretty expensive tool, actually. But uh, they have a trial, and it's like $7 for seven days or something. And it, like, it'll give you plenty of data. You know, all you need to do is search, you know, if you're a pizza shop, search pizza shop New York and find the top 10. If you're in London or Chicago or whatever, just find your best competitors, put them in there and you'll see, look for the ones that are getting the most traffic and then just see what keywords they have and you can change the, you know, the New York to London or whatever the heck. And that's probably as, as much detail as you need to go as a novice. 
once, once you know what you want to be ranking for, then you obviously need to write content. You can't rank a website without content, but it needs to be keyword focused. <clears throat> and then the last step is what I mentioned before, which is backlinks. Like a backlink is how Google trusts you. Because you know, anyone can write any crap they want on the internet, right? And how does Google know if it's true or not? They, they do it by who's linking to you. That's seen as a you know, vote of confidence. In fact, that, uh, that company that I mentioned just before, Ahrefs, they did a fabulous article. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It's, and it, its title is 90.63% of content gets zero traffic from Google. So like nearly 91% of content. They analyze 2 billion pieces of 2 billion pieces of content and find almost none of it gets traffic from Google. The, uh, they broke it down real even further that only 0.21% of content, like almost no traffic gets any significant amount of uh, traffic visitors from Google, a thousand plus per month. And yeah, the article is really long and goes into super detail. It's basically, if you've got no backlinks, you can't, you won't rank. Google will not trust you. And how do you, how do you go about getting backlinks? So what, what is the, you know, the, the way can, you know, obviously do we have to go to someone like yourself or can we do it ourselves in a, in an initial way? So it's, if you, you know, some of the listeners have just started up, they may not have, or they may be worried about obviously the cash flow, especially what's going on in the world at the minute. Are there ways that they can do it to get traction and then hand it over? So, well, then you really need to think about what is the, your role in a business as a business owner. I mean, there's a fabulous book that I'd recommend actually by Mike McCall. It's one of the fabulous business author. He, uh, two books that I love are his. One is Profit First, about how to always have a profitable business. And that really changed my paradigm shift because you, you, you're not always like thinking about profit. You're thinking about, oh, we've got this, we've got this revenue coming in. We can spend this much money and it's great. It's like, and there's nothing left over. You've just spent it all. <clears throat> and the other one is Clockwork. It's about how to build a business that doesn't revolve around you. I'm not perfect at it, but that's certainly what I'm working towards. Uh, you know, I can I can at least go on holidays for a couple of weeks and everything moves along nicely. You know, I ideally want it to that I'm not needed at all. <laughs> you know, that that's ideal. And what he talks about in that book <laughs> is your queen bee role. What's the you know, a queen bee's the main most important part in the hive. You know, what is and she needs to be doing her work all the time, not distracted. And like us as a company. We make money when our analysts are doing SEO work. If they're doing anything else in team meetings or you know, internal emails or whatever the hell, that's not billable hours to our customers. So they're not making the company any money. So our King Queen B role is our analysts doing SEO. And so that's what they need to be focused on. And so if you're not an SEO company, you really shouldn't be doing SEO. Same with like, you know, we actually use a profit first accountant to run our books. You know, we can do stuff internally, but we can't compete with her. She's she does books all day long and knows what she's talking about. And it's you know, it's something I don't really want to focus on. I'd rather have a have a call with her twice a month and she updates me on accounts and everything goes great. You know, so unless you want to get into SEO, I wouldn't particularly recommend doing it. It's hard. <laughs> Yeah, and and I like that because it, it's it's almost like creating the the right team at the start, and not, well, quite frankly, pissing about on something that you don't understand. That you know, because you can spend ages looking at 
you know, keywords or words that you think are going to be okay. And a lot of people, it's like a lot of people on social media, they'll go on the social media they like, not necessarily the social media channels that their clients are on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not understanding the search intent is, it's, it's the nuances in keyword research is really difficult, you know? Like, you know, for instance, we don't want to rank for SEO type keywords because people that are searching for SEO, they want to learn SEO. So it's useless for us. We want to rank for keywords like how to get more customers, how to grow my business online. We want to get in front of business owners that go, I, I, I don't know, I want to grow my business. Cool. We'll show you how. I like yeah. that. I like so, so it's the same for most businesses. And and for you is is um so you've got that ref that that site that you've talked about. Are there any other sites that people can go on to have a look at that sort of thing? I mean there's there's loads of different SEO tools and they, they all you know, you add them all up and they get really expensive. You know, we, we, we have, a, which is again, why it's really hard to compete with an agency. Like the amount we spend on tools is, is very considerable because you, you want all the best to analyze that data. You know? It doesn't come cheap. Yeah. And I suppose this is, is it, they, it's SEO is this constant thing because not only do you have to get SEO right on your website, I suppose then you've got it right on your podcast episodes or your blog posts or whatever else. Well, everything should start with keyword research, right? You just understand what your, what your customer is searching for. And that, that works out, that dictates how you structure your website, you know, how you make your main category pages, your subcategory pages, how you make your blog pages, how you, how you even write your content, how you do everything. You know, but like you should take it back another step. And it's like, well, where do you want to be? Like another really great book that I read recently is called The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. And uh, it's a really great book. And he, he works through like how to build a three-year plan for your business. And like, you know, I was certainly not a business genius when I started. I had no idea about business. Uh, and I didn't have a plan. You know, I just, you know, what would my way through it? And had I had a plan, we would have grown a lot faster, a lot quicker. And, you know, we just spent considerable effort with our core team, like building out a three-year plan. You know, mapping out our finances. This is exactly how many leads we need coming in. This is our growth rates. This is how many staff we need to hire. Like, it's everything that you need. And, like, that's what you need for your business. How many more leads are on there? And so that, that's what we work with customers is the first question is like, well, where do you want your business to be? Because yeah, they'll often ask how much is SEO? And so well, you can spend unlimited money. Like the internet's really, really big. And marketing, you, you know, Agoda spends over a billion dollars on marketing. You know, like. <laughs> is, um, can you, can you. I mean, obviously, if you're working with a reputable company, it, it, there's a difference. But can I suppose there's a huge cost mistake involved if you do it yourself as well? Yeah, and well, you can you can really waste your time too. Like, uh, you know, one of our customers too, he'd previously been spending like 400 bucks a month with some uh, agency. I, I don't even know where they're from, but they weren't doing anything, and he's you know he'd been spending that money for a year or two. So, like, I mean, it's not going to break the bank, but it's still that's the nearly five thousand dollars a year that got him nothing. You know, like that's a nice holiday you can go on. Like, why waste your money like that? Like, if you don't have a, a proper strategy and invest enough, then it's just it's just wasted. So don't bother doing it. Yeah? I love that. So for you, the the for you the sort of if we look at the biggest takeaway, it is in in investing a company that knows what they're talking about and 
you know, do the research. Well, you need to really understand where you want to be. What do you want your business to look like? You know, that's that's one thing that we start our customers with. It's like, well, how many how many more customers do you want? And a lot of the time they just say, I don't know, more? Because they've never thought about it, you know? And like, so we go, okay, well, if you want to go from 10 customers a month to 100 customers a month or 10 to 1,000, it's going to take a different amount of effort. And usually we walk them through that, like showing them what the search volume is. This is how many people are searching for your products and services each and every month. And then they can kind of see that, oh, okay, the market's this big. I could have this many customers. Yeah, you can. And like then build a, a strategy on how to get there. Because like you probably, most businesses can't go from 10 customers to 100 customers a month, like overnight. They couldn't handle the, the increase. And then once you're at 100, you can't drop back to 10 because you've got all these extra expenses, you know? So it's like you need predictability. And that's the beauty of digital marketing. You know, whether you use SEO or paid, paid ads, yeah, that's the beauty of, of digital is that you can track everything and grow at the rate that you want to grow. Yeah, and it's also, it, it highlights the, the common theme with an awful lot of businesses is they don't look at the big picture. You know, and it doesn't matter whether we're talking about SEO or whether we're talking about, you know, sales strategy or whether we're talking about, you know, even where do they want their business to go or how do they want their life to be around. Quite often it's just, I really want to start a business, I'll start it. And it's like, well, okay, but where do you want to be in the next 10 years? And it's like, uh, that's a very good question. And it's, to me, it's like the plan, the power is in the plan. Yeah, I mean, you end up people end up building themselves a job, but it's a job that you can never take a holiday from because it needs you there nine day, and it's like, I mean, I've been there, and it sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and it, it's also is is you know from a even I see a lot of coaches, are coaches that if they don't design their business right, they end up always trading time for money. And there's only there's there is a point where people will stop paying, depending on I guess the market that you're going for. You've always got to try and expand and look at different ways to create revenue streams. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big reader. I like, love reading business and sales books. And uh, the, the Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, I think, came out last year. Such a good book. It really changed my mindset too. Like, you, your business is going on forever. Like, it like it should outlive you. Like, you know, don't think about this quarter or next year. Think about infinity. You know? and. Like we even through that went, okay, what's our goal? What do we do? We generate business growth for our customers. Google is the platform that we use at the moment, but one day Google's going to disappear. Like, I mean, who knows if it's 10 years or 100 years or 1,000 years, who knows? But one day it will disappear. And, you know, I'd like our company to be around after that. And we'll be using whatever platform is next to generate business growth for our customers, yeah? Like, you know, in the book, he made a really great analogy of Kodak, right? They discovered the, the digital camera, you know, and they, they could have been the digital camera, you know, big, yeah, known for them now, but they didn't want to move from, from film. Yeah. And so other people who actually started selling digital cameras and Kodak is no more. No, and it, it, that's interesting because there's a lot of companies that, you know, uh, you've got to keep ahead. You've got to keep your finger on the pulse and keep moving. And 
I was like, if I was to speak to, I don't know, my, my father-in-law, who was a very, very successful entrepreneur, but you know that he, they're losing that track of time when they start talking about classify ads and not understanding what Google does. And it's, you know, you've got to adjust that. And unless someone moves up in that generation and goes, yeah, okay, we've got to change our perspective, that's never really going to shift. And eventually those businesses will, well, unfortunately, tank because they're not, they're not keeping up with the times. Yeah, well, I mean, most businesses, the truth is most businesses fail. You know, like it's get, get a business off the ground is extremely difficult and your chances of success. Yeah, it's not, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't help with pandemics either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And when, when businesses fail just because they can't get enough customers. So if you have a plan and a strategy and knowing how to get more customers, like, you know, you can screw up everything you want. It was actually uh, the, the co-founder of uh, Google, Larry Page, he said, you know, revenue cures all problems. And it's true. You can screw up everything. And if you've got more customers coming in than going out, then you're going to live to fight another day. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's brilliant. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump up to the second part of the show. This is where I get to ask you a set of questions to find common threads that flow between people who are being successful and are living the way they want. So the first question is, on average, how much time roughly do you dedicate to self-development? Sounds a lot based on the conversation we've had. Yeah, I, I, I walk my dogs a lot and I'm always listening to podcasts or audiobooks and then I spend other time reading. So yeah, like... Usually at least an hour every day, that's for sure. That's cool. Excellent. Um, what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? So there's one that I've been reading for like four or five years now called uh, The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Fabulous book. And it's 366 daily meditations. And so it's usually a quote by one of the greats like Marcus Aurelius or Seneca or something. Uh, and each each month has a theme and you just give it something to think about and like it's really focuses you on having a joyful life and it's such a beautiful book yeah and it's it's interesting Sarah because I did the uh, I've started the journal bit and it really does get you to think very very differently you've been using his his daily stoic journal yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I've cool. just, yeah, I've just started, and and for me, when I first started reading it, it literally does feel like you're doing some sort of degree, because <laughs> it just it, it's getting you to think in a completely different way. Journaling daily, like I, I've been a bit busy lately. My missus is opening a restaurant, so it's we've been like a bit of chaos, and uh, I've not been using my morning journal, and I've, I've felt a little bit scattered. And I just went back to it, and within days, like I just felt so much happier because like you're, you're spending time like appreciating all the great things you have in your life, not not focusing on BS, you know. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or personal life? App, app like phone application? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a technology guy. I have a crappy phone and don't use the internet much, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do you use any uh, platforms like on your computer? Uh, not so much. Like I, I try and stick away from Facebook because it's a time suck. Uh, I mean, I chat with friends on yeah. Messenger and WhatsApp. You know, I've got friends all around the world. Okay. Uh, like I just use. Okay. I, 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 I love I mean, that. My job is communication. I'm on Zoom calls constantly. I'm on yeah. email constantly. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. I do. I, don't, I try and stick away from all that other stuff. It. Yeah. Well, right, right here, I'm writing notes with pen and paper. You know. 
Old school. I like it. Old school. <laughs> I noticed that. I'm sitting here with an iPad. I noticed that. <laughs> okay. Number four is what's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? So one of the, one of the big problems, because we started out as a backlink company, right? Like uh, selling backlinks to all sorts of people, but mainly um, SEO companies, because who needs more backlinks than SEO companies? And uh, then we you know, developed our own team and started, you know, providing full services for our customers. And both businesses were quite profitable and it was just really hard, but they're both very different. And I had to like, being split between the two, we just didn't have the energy and we stagnated for a really quite a long time. Uh, and then eventually went, nah, then stopped selling backlinks to other people. I mean, we obviously still use the platform for ourselves. But uh, as soon as we stopped doing that and focusing head on on just retail SEO, helping customers grow their business, like, yeah, we've been growing like dynamite. It's awesome. So, like, niching down and staying focused on one thing, like, that, that's where the money's at. It's an interesting one because you often – I think especially starting out, it's like you say, it's about the importance of having a plan. It's so often they just get started and they want to serve everyone. Mm, exactly. And when people are sending you money, it's really hard to say no, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, especially starting out. <laughs> okay, question number five is, what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them? Uh, so I use I use my calendar a lot. I make sure that I have time in there. Like I um, spent four hours today going to yoga. Uh, I go to advanced class twice a week, which takes a you know, most of the day. Uh, but you know, it's on the calendar every week, and it's you know, my schedule goes around it. And I have time scheduled for yoga every other day as well. Um, so like making scheduling what's important. You know, like if I. You know, I often because we work with the US a lot and so I have lots of calls early in the morning and late at night to go with the East Coast or the West Coast uh, and you know if I meet a date night with the missus then I'll put it on the calendar yeah so it's like scheduling what what you want to get done I like that as well as it's because it's prioritizing the important things and a lot of people just use the calendar for the business stuff they don't think about that stuff that's nurturing their mind and nurturing their body and looking after the, the really important, the relationships and everything else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I don't have a date night with my missus once a week, she'll go crazy. So it's, it's always on the calendar. <laughs> it's, it's, better, it's better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> Number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? I like read a lot like I, I didn't used to read so much like you know you, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel just do, do what others do and you know like and unless you're building a rocket ship even rocket ships other people build them but like whatever business you have yeah, I'm sure there's someone else doing something similar like just just learn from those people and, and you'll move forward so much faster yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Question number seven is what is your definition of success? Uh, having the time and freedom to do what you like. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I was talking to a boy yesterday morning about like the, you know, the Buddha always talks about pain and suffering comes from uh, desire. So like uh, trying to eliminate desire and being grateful for what you have is is really success and I'm not wanting more. Like, you know, my my business is growing at a fabulous rate and it, and it gives me the life that I want, which is great. I don't, I don't really want for anything. You know, I'm not a materialistic person, so I don't need to buy a Ferrari or whatever. 
uh, which is pretty good. <laughs> um, so like that, that's kind of pretty successful me. I like, I'm, I have freedom to walk my dogs a lot, uh, to go practice yoga a lot, to do the bits of my work that I like, you know, I'm, I'm not the best project manager, I'm the worst people manager. And so, yeah, I've got really great people that are able to do that. So yeah, following the Buddha's teaching and eliminating desire, that's a big, brings a successful life. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. Okay, number eight. Do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge positive impact to your day? Yeah, so there's another really good book called The 5 a.m. Club. Uh, and so I, I tend to get up around 5 a.m. I, I try not to look at my phone or any other notifications, uh, go for a walk with the dogs. And yeah, I usually listen to an audio book, but you know, not having anyone else cloud my, my uh, judgment get back home and write my journal and read the daily stoic before the kids get up and uh you know get, get them off to school and then, then then kick into work but like that having that like power hours they call it in the, in the 5am club is like really valuable to like set yourself up for the day yeah i think one of the interesting things is speaking to you is you 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 highlight the importance of getting getting your head in the right place um for you if you how do you feel that 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 helps you because you know when when I'm working with people and you know sometimes you 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 know you might tell them to look at the daily stoic or you might ask them to have a look at journaling or I don't know meditation may come up or whatever it is and quite often and I probably find more in the western side they're probably a lot more ego driven and it's like well I'm not going to try that stuff because you know that's that's woo woo or whatever the hell they want to call it but you know, for you, what is the, how does that highlight the importance of making sure that you've, you've got your sort of head focused in the right place? Yeah, I mean, they should read Ego as the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Great, great, great book. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a performer, right? Like, uh, you know, I do sales calls all day long or I'm on podcasts all day long. And so you need to be able to speak clearly and get your ideas across. And if you're too frazzled and your brain's not working well, then, then it doesn't work. Like the difference between making a sale and not making a sale is just a minute little difference. And if you're not feeling good and not feeling positive and not full energy, you're not going to get the money. And so why work yourself to death and like being unhappy? Like if I've got a big sales call come up, I'll go and take the dog for a walk. You know, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go chill out. Like I want to be full energy and vitalized so that, that I can perform and do a really great job of that. Like you can't just, yeah, just, I mean, sales doesn't work. Like you can't just well, take a thousand sales calls and, you know, hope for the best. You need to like perform and make sure that each one you're putting in so much energy. And so like, that's why it's so important for me. Make sure that I'm really fit and healthy. You know, I spend a lot of time on physical fitness as well to, so that I can have the energy to, to you know, have a 7 a.m. call and an 8 p.m. call and do a podcast in the middle of the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's also the input. The the it amazes me how um, how much they ignore the importance of sleep. Oh yeah, I love sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like oh no, I'm I'm you know the, that that bravado of you know I've worked until four o'clock in the morning and I've only had two hours sleep. They don't realize how less effective they are the following day. Yeah, like even just writing an email, right? Like there's another brilliant book called Sell and Be Sold by Grant Cardone. And it's like you're always selling someone to, to like to, to your way of thinking or their way or you're buying their way of thinking. Every email I write, and I write emails all day long, whether to internal to staff or, or to, to clients. 
And you need like you need that positive energy. If you're feeling a bit crap, it comes through in your email writing. And you know, every interaction with a customer, it's either positive or negative. There's nothing neutral. And the same with your team members. And so you, it's really important to like yeah, feel great. Like it, it, that's why I really prioritize my sleep too. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, Chris, we've come to the end of the show. The floor is now yours for you to share how we can find out more about you, how we can, um, you know, connect with you. Uh, please take it away. Sure, Jeff. Well, I mean, if anyone Googles the coolest guy in SEO, you'll see my pretty face everywhere. So that's a really easy way to do it. I love that. <laughs> but also, we've, we've set up a, a bonus for your listeners. So if they go to ardorseo.com, that's A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com slash success IQ. We've got a landing page there. You put in your details and I'll personally do a video review. I'll, I'll make a video showing you know, your market, how many people exactly are searching for your products and services. And I'll show you some simple things that you can change yourself on your website to get your message in front of those people and predictably grow your business. And as a bonus, if they leave you a review, then we'll give, we'll give them a special bonus as well. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure all of that information is on the show notes for you, Chris, as well. Um, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you, um, but thank you so much. I'm just wishing you the greatest success. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.